Hello, everybody, and welcome to another wonderful episode of Ordinary Average Podcast. As always, I am Tristan Reyes, along with... Derek Simon. And welcome to the show. As many of you, as all of you, I'm sure, that have listened since CastBox has not seemed to get their stuff together. I haven't heard back from Apple yet, so I don't know what's going on. But all of these will upload all at once, which will be cool, I guess. We'll have like six episodes out, which will be cool. Okay. Um, Actually, more than that, because our other, what, four or five or whatever. So we'll have like 12 episodes out, man. That'll be good. That's quality. That is quality. And we still haven't, you know, we still haven't quite figured out the flow to our to our game yet. But that's okay. I like it. I like it. It'll get, get better with time. Yeah, I like our laissez-faire. I like our laissez-faire approach. I really do, actually, because it gives me more time to talk, which I love. So quality and consistency over time. It's quality and consistency <laughs> over time played. So uh so you have you, dear listener, have stumbled into quite the conversation Derek and I have been having that I said we should wait for the podcast to talk about. So we're talking about the NBA Hall of Fame and how much issue I take with how they pretty much let anybody in who's played the game of basketball. So Derek, you may get a call from the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. I want you to know that. That'd be tight. I'd be a good uh, fit for the squad. I'm sure, I'm sure if you would. For, for the, the committee. For the all Cooperstown squad. You're right. You would be. Um, but with that, I made some comments to Derek that I don't think Derek liked too much. He kinda, I kind of attacked the game he loved a little bit by calling them soft on their standards for uh, letting people into the Hall of Fame and letting people um, you know, obtain awards. So our conversation brought us to the man named Mitch Richmond, which I don't know if a lot of you remember him because he's kind of forgettable, but he was part of the Run DMC uh, group of Golden State with yep. uh, Mitch, Mitch Richmond... Mitch Richmond, um, oh, what's that guy's name? It's not Chris Mullen. Chris Mullen, and then the D is. Oh my goodness, I cannot remember. I always get him and Hardaway. Uh, uh, it's the other Hardaway, not Penny, but the Tim, other one, Tim Hardaway, Tim Hardaway and Tim yeah. Hardaway. Um, he, he has a great video, by the way, where he uh, did a nice layup on Charles Barkley and got fouled. <laughs> and he looks at Charles Barkley, he goes, "Yes." Yes, yeah, in your face. That's the whole, amazing. And the whole time, Barkley pretend not to see him. <laughs> That's amazing. Just all that adrenaline. Just I just, funny. Like, I just appreciate that. Like he didn't swear or anything. He's like, yeah, yeah in your face. Yeah, what? like yeah, basically. Like he's playing pickup hoops. Yeah, and yeah. I was thinking like yeah, that was probably like a tech. A tech in I, oh, league. absolutely. That would be a tech in today's league. Um, <clears throat> so, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, or just ladies, or just gentlemen, whoever listens to the show, we haven't quite narrowed down our demographic yet, I guess, but. Uh, Mitch Richmond finished with 20,497 points, which is good for 21 points per game. Rebounds, he finished with 3,801, you know, had to snag that one to get over the hump, which finishes him at 3.9 rebounds a game. In assists, he had 3,398 assists, which is good enough for three and a half assists per game. Now, Derek calls him, what did you call him? Quality and reliable. Well, once being made of aware. So first of all, I just want to preface this by saying I'm aware of the debate that evolving Mitch Richmond, and I can understand where some people are coming from. But then when you look at the stats and like how long he's been like doing that, like how long how many years played in the league, it makes me fourteen years. It makes me softer on the on the argument that he doesn't belong there as opposed to. Some people being super hardcore about it and just really adamant, like, no, there's no way in hell that he belongs in like I was like, yeah, that's... I know a lot of people also say that he played, like, at a prime time for shooting guards, so he was always overlooked. 
And who knows? I mean, I think this same conversation you and I are having now, you know how fond I am of Lou Williams? Mm -hmm. Lou Williams, if you look at a lot of guys' top five and even top ten shooting guards, I think a lot of people wouldn't even put Lou in their top ten shooting guards right now. Yeah, which, I mean, I get. But I think there's also a handful of people that also would, too. So who's to say, like, this generation that's coming up now, like, like behind us, won't be in, like, you know, 12 years saying, like, yo, Lou Williams got to the Hall of Fame. There's no way he was not a top player. And they're looking at the fact that he never made an all-star game and all this other stuff. But it's like, yo, like, you and I, we've watched several games of his. We've seen his highlights. We know the impact he's had on the team. So you know what I mean? So hit the decision for for teams to not want to include him, keep passing him around, like him bouncing around is not really a reflection of him not wanting to be there to get more money. Like he was never – he like he's literally like not appreciated by most teams according to this history. So okay. for his career in 936 games played, Lou yeah. Williams, 14.2 points per game. Okay. 2.2 total rebounds per okay. game. Okay. 3.3 assists. That's not Hall of Fame numbers. That is not Hall of Fame. That's great that you've played for 12 years and you've done yeah. that, but that is not Hall of Fame. I'm sorry. That is not Hall of Fame numbers. Okay, that's fair enough. But going back to Mitch Richmond, though, if we that's look at... That's not it either. Over 14 years, all you scored was 20,000 points. 21 a game? crazy? 21 a game? That's it. So for you think 14 like, years. How many points, then, should be... Like, what's the cap? Like, at least what? I would say at least, like, 26 to 27 points per game. Like you, if you're going to be a scorer and that's what you're going to go in for, you got to average like 30 a game if that's what you're going to do. What if people remember the way they impacted the game, though, in terms of like... How did Mitch Richmond impact the game? By being How? reliable. By being Mitch Richmond? Is reliable. that it? So me being Tristan Reyes impacts the world. It's not that he's just Mitch Richmond. Like he's a reliable player. There's a lot of mother- there's a lot of players, man, that are reliable. But it's to the, the degree in which he's What reliable. degree? The 21 points per you game. Never wanna, per you game never won a, a MVP. You never won a scoring title. Never won a defensive player of the year title. Never won a championship. Never won. You didn't do anything. You did nothing but be reliable. That's it. Hey, they say that he was in the height of like, or in the prime of shooting guards, that shooting guard era. And you didn't do anything with the, with the ability that you had. There's a lot of other Hall of Famers that could set him a Hall of Fame player, such like as Lonzo Mourning. What the hell does that guy know? I think he's in the Hall of Fame too. He is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Well, let's look at Alonzo well, so Mourning. It stats. might take let's one see. to know one. It, it might. It might also take a bad one to know one. <laughs> We're gonna see. We're gonna look right here. I don't think these are. I don't think these are Hall of Fame numbers either. And he is not in the Hall of Fame. He's uh, not in the Hall of Fame. Alonzo isn't? Alonzo Mourning is not in the Hall of Fame. I think he will be eventually. I don't know why he would. You don't think so? What is his All right. stat? <clears throat> so over, what is 92 to 2008? Was that 16 years, 17 years, if you count 92, right? 16, 17 years? 14,311 points. That's 17.1 a game. 7,137 rebounds. That is 8.5 rebounds a game. 2,356 rebound, or blocks, which is 2.8 blocks a game. That is not Hall of Fame numbers. Wait, so what, how many points did he score over his career? 17. Oh, how many total points? 14,000. 14,000. Which is like a, less than 1,000 points a year. And I, I get you can say, well, he was a sinner, but you got to remember 90s basketball played through sinners. This isn't 2018 where you, you don't use sinners anymore. Right. 90s basketball, early 2000s basketball still played two centers. 
at least for the prime of his career from 92 to even just 2002, that 10-year time span, they played through centers. And all you can amass is 14,000 points, and you can't even average, I mean, 10 rebounds a game? Yeah. Are you kidding me? I just, that's not, that's not Hall of Fame numbers. But then I guess the same thing goes to say, why are you keeping him out of the Hall of Fame, but you let frickin' Mitch Richmond into the Hall of Fame? You let T-Mac in. Look at T-Mac's stats. And don't get me wrong, my sports that I love and care about have stupid people in there too, but... But I, I just I take a little bit more issue with Nebraska because it just seems like they let anybody in. I mean, I, I Tracy wonder, McGrady had eighteen thousand three hundred eighty-one points, which is nineteen point six a game. Yeah, how, Five, many, how many points scored? Eighteen thousand three hundred eighty-one over ninety-seven to two thousand thirteen. What is that? Twenty minus four that puts you at sixteen years. So you have about the same as Alonzo Mourning, roughly. As for who now? They just researched. T Mac. Tracy McGrady. Yeah. Rebounds, 5,276, 5.6 a game. Assist is 4,161, which is 4.4. Are you able to see, whatever source you're looking at, how many playoff runs Mitch Richmond was a part of? Like, Yeah, I, I can look. I'm on basketballreference.com. Okay. Let me look. I wonder if it's like, if he contributed to moment that led to maybe winning their division or something like that. Yeah, I, again, but I have Even though winning their I mean, division is still nothing compared to winning a ship, of course. Yeah. going to the conference finals. But. I mean, yeah, it, it'd be like a football player... Only getting to the AFC Championship every year. Okay. Okay, we get there every year. I mean, let me ask you this. You're a Raiders fan. Yeah. Would you rather win two Super Bowls over the next 20-year time frame or go to the AFC Championship and get stopped every year there for the next 10? That's a good question. At the fact that you didn't say Super Bowls immediately is astonishing to me. I mean... Dude, those are Super Bowls. You yeah, can put know, that shit on I a know, flag. I Nobody know. puts AFC Championship games on a flag. That's true. I mean, Super Bowls hold more weight, so... No, not so, yeah. not even in there, Not even in a player's career. I'm just talking about you as a fan. As a fan? Would I yeah, would you see? rather see them just get to the AFC Championship game? And you don't know it. You don't know it's coming, right? So you don't know if it's going to start next year or 10 years from now. Right. But it's going to start. Right. And every year it's a heartbreaking loss. Every year you guys will have the lead and you lose it. Every year you get blown out. Every year you get... Or you fight and you scrap and you're okay here, you're okay there. You make the playoff, you don't make the play, but you win two Super Bowls in the next 20 years. By the time you are 50, you have two Super Bowls in your lifetime. I suppose there are some fans that haven't even had that. Like, Super yeah. Bowls haven't been won in there. Yeah. There are people that are your age that have never seen the Bills win a Super Get Get to the damn playoffs all but twice. Right. There are Miami Dolphin fans who have not seen them win anything, even with Marino. All right. So I, in pondering... And pondering the answer to the question, I would definitely choose Super Bowls, but I just wonder how bad the other like eighteen seasons are. No, like like I said, they're not horrible, but you're not playoff like, bound every year. For instance, like that Sacramento Kings team with like Doug Christie and like Mike Bibby, like they were a very solid team and they're a memorable team, but they never won a ring together. That's true. 
That's true. And that's and that's why I made sure to say that you wouldn't like it's not like you'd go one and fifteen, two and thirteen, okay. four and twelve. So you'd I mean be th- like, there like, would be there be would like, be years where you would go four and twelve, right? Because that's what happens. That's the ebbs and flow of football. Right. But there are years where you go nine and seven and you squeak in the playoffs, ten and six, but don't make the playoffs, nine and seven and don't make the playoffs, six yeah. and ten, eight and eight, right? But right. there are two years, whether it's back to back, five years apart, or ten years. You win one at the beginning and one at the end. Or, or 20 years apart, excuse me, somewhere in there, you win two Super Bowls. Yeah. And the rest is just an ebb and flow season-wise. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not like yeah. you're horrible for 18 and good for two. Right. You're just average for two. Because right. it's either you have consistent consistency of of being very good. Right. Or you have, you're mediocre sometimes, you're good sometimes, you're bad sometimes, and then you win two Super Bowls. Yeah, I, I I'd pick the two Super Bowls. That's I, that's what I'm getting at, right? Like, I get Mitch Richmond is consistent and is a quality guard, but are you that next level? Like, are you that next level so to be a Hall of Famer? You're saying so? You, do you think? Uh, let me ask you this: Do you think he was a six-time All Star? Pretty good. As far as the <laughs> as far as the Hall of Fame goes, are you? Are you saying that the Hall of Fame should only be reserved for like generational talent? Not only generational talent, because like I was telling you earlier before we had gotten on the podcast, my thing is I need to see excellence, like not quality over excellence I have, over a period of time. I haven't watched Dennis Robbins' study for 30 yet. Also, I've not seen it. But I plan to. How do you feel about him being in the Hall of Fame? I, I mean... You played an integral part on those Bulls teams. I don't know if they would have won as many as they did without Dennis Rodman. A rebounding leader. Like, correct. For right? Like For an undersized big. Correct. And the, the ferocity and the way you played the game, I, I think, changes. Like, I know he only averaged, like, 11 points a game or whatever, but that's not what he was there for. Uh, but he did average. He averaged, I didn't even know he averaged that. But I do know he averaged, like, 20 rebounds a game or something. Yeah. Insane like that. That is yeah. insane. And so here, give me one second. I'm looking up Dennis Rodman's stats right now. He played for 13 years. He averaged, hold on, give me one second. Let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. Oh, he only averaged 7.3 points a game. Yeah, Oof. yeah. Oof. I was watching That's some tough. highlight videos of Dennis and I guess Rodman the past his, week. I guess fun. his total rebounds was only 13.1. For average, for average, yeah, just his a total few, per few game. Seasons that he just had, like, I mean, you figure ninety. He's, he's only a two-time All Star. He's won how many rebounding titles? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's that's a lot of fucking yeah. rebound titles, <laughs> man. Dude, like, for being six nine or yeah. whatever he is, or yeah. six seven. He is six foot seven. You won seven titles. That I mean, you had to fight Alonzo Mourning, as we've discussed. You've had to fight Patrick Ewing. Shaq. You had to fight Shaq. You had to fight Hakeem the Dream. You had to fight Dikembe Mutombo. You had to fight... Patrick Ewing? Pat, I already said Patrick Ewing. Oh, you did Patrick Ewing? I, dude, like you had to fight at least five Carl, other Carl dudes. Carl Malone. Carl Malone. You had to... And I don't mean day in, day out. I just mean for that title. And you yeah. won it seven times. That is insane. 18.7, 18.3, 17.3, 16.8, 14.9, 16.1, 15. That's a lot of rebounds, man. That is a lot of rebounds. So are you, Fun you're fact, impressed. All but two of those, or all but three of those were with, so four of them were with Detroit and San Antonio, and then three of them were with Chicago. 
Interesting. So, uh, so I would after say reading all you sounded impressed. I mean, that's so, impressive, very, but it's not. I don't know. I mean, if we're really going to look at it, and this speaks objectively, to this, uh, this speaks to how subjective it is as far as someone's perspective on sports and what greatness and what good is. Like. Absolutely. Well, and we've talked about that. I mean, great. The word greatness is subjective, very. right? Depending upon what your like, if your if your love of the game is the three ball, then your subjection of greatness is going to be different than somebody who loves low post bangers. You know what I mean? Or right. or mid range shooters. But so greatness depends on what on your values. Yeah, on on where you put your weight in. Right. Right. Like so. So if somebody gave you, I mean, let's just look at the at the main at the main stats. Right. Points, blocks, assists, rebounds, steals. If you only had two chips, right, that you could lay down on any five of these, what are the two that are most important to you? Uh the, what are the two? Yeah, what are the, you can only pick two because you can't have like four of them. But what are the two that you would say are most, that if you were drafting, looking at, building around a player, what are the two that you look for the most? Probably points and rebounds. Points and rebounds. Yeah. So that means that the types of guys that you look at are different than the guys that say, well, I'm worried about points and assists. I'm worried about assists and rebounds. I'm worried about, you know what I mean? Like, And again, that's subjective to... To position because nobody would say, "Ooh, out of my point guard, I want blocks and rebounds." Like you wouldn't yeah. say that's insane, but you know what I mean. Like, but some people would build their bigs around points and rebounds. Somebody yeah. would build their you know point guard around steals and assists. They're like, "Fuck the points. We'll get our shooting guard and our small forward in on that." Those two, I care about points. Power forward, center, I care about rebounds. Point guard, I care about assists. Right. That kind of stuff. As for the question that you had asked about Dennis Rodman. I mean, I think, unfortunately, I don't always buy into the rings factor because I don't always think that's what defines a player because look at Robert Ory. You have, like, eight rings, but does that mean you're the best? Hell to but the no. I think that's why that goes back into the Jordan and LeBron to debate, which I've come to the conclusion that it's kind of pointless being their positions mm-hmm. and eras. But, well, but the anyway, style of game that they play is two different styles of the game. Yeah. I mean, but, I mean, like, one has more rings than the other, but I think when it comes to what what makes what I think the underlying reason for people crowning Jordan the GOAT is how he contributed to those rings. You know what I mean? But I mean with that same argument somebody who's with that same argument with somebody who's like an avid like let's say Robert Horry fan, which I'm yeah. sure there are. Oh yeah. He's definitely made some contributions to the rings that he has, such oh, as yeah. his timely shots. Yeah, absolutely. Well so, same thing with Ray Allen, right? Like you've yeah. contributed to what you've done. I mean, yeah. uh, he obviously already has titles for like the three point competition and three yeah. point made and three point you know attempted, all that kind of stuff. But like Yeah. You do. You contributed to the teams you were on. I mean, same thing with KG. KG didn't put up buckets. KG didn't rip down rebounds. KG didn't. But your contribution into yeah, your like team his is blocking. Different. Yeah, boards was. Yeah, led to. I mean, you only have one title. But he, he, have he was at one. a time where like he centers still weren't like point getters. Yeah, I think he was at a time of transition. Yeah, well, and he was one of the first high school players to play in the, you know what I mean, like successfully play in the NBA. He set a precedent. So you, I think those, that first batch of guys to come out of high school, if you did something, you should be in the hall. You, you set a precedent. You revolutionized the game. You took steps. You see what I'm saying? Like that's, I put a lot of value on 
KG in that regard. You didn't do a lot of points points wise, but you did a lot of things team leader wise and stage setting wise. Right. Whereas, like, I don't feel Rodman set the rebound precedent. Shit, man. Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell were doing that way before Dennis Rodman was. Hakeem did, or uh, Hakeem did it before Dennis Rodman did. Kareem did it before Dennis Rodman. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like you set a precedent. But so do you I think mean, the Hall of Fame should be reserved for those that set precedents? To a degree, yeah. I mean, it's obviously it's on scoring. Like, I don't think Kobe Bryant revolutionized the shooting guard position. But that dude could score and was clutch as all get out. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That, that, that makes sense. And again, it's all, as we've discussed many, many times, and I've said before, it's all about your preference, right? Like you maybe think Mitch Richmond belongs in the hall because it's quality over time, and he's contributed, and he's made four, six all-star games, and he's done that. You know what I mean? You worked. It was a war of attrition. Whereas in my mind, when you make the Hall of Fame, and you are the best, like the Hall of Fame to me is the best of the best. And Mitch Richmond doesn't strike me as the best of the best. Dennis Rodman doesn't strike me as the best of the best. It strikes me as the best rebounder. But you, it's not right. like he holds the record for most rebounds. You're not even, I don't even think he's in the top 10 for most rebounds. Uh, so it's like, I don't know. I can look, give me one second. But you see what I'm saying? Like, it's that kind of stuff. Like, I don't, I don't know if you. Is, a, is he a. Do you think top 10 is too small of a percentage? When Considering you're, I mean, how, many, how long the NBA's existed, how many players fair. have played? That's fair. I could say, I mean, you figure, let's just start from the NBA-ABA merger. And, well, I guess we'd have to go back further if we're going to con- con- consider Bill Russell and George M- Mike in and that kind of stuff. So if we start in the 40s. Right. What is that, 60, 70, almost 80 years of basketball? Man, it'll be 80 years next year. But you figure 80 years of basketball... So it's like uh, I mean, taking what, like twelve people, 20, maybe twelve people per take. decade. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess you'd have to almost twelve people per decade. So that's eight. Twelve is ninety six. Yeah. I mean, I think you could give more than ninety six people into the hall, but so may, so maybe you do take twenty people a decade, right? One hundred sixty people in the hall. I'd believe that. So you don't think like for <laughs> going back to old Mitch, you don't think Mitch would be in the top twenty of his decade? Dennis Rodman is number twenty three, so he's not even in the top twenty. That's crazy that you led the league in rebounds seven years and aren't in the top ten of rebounds. That's crazy. That's crazy that that can happen. You want to know who number one is? Who? Wilt. At 23,924 rebounds. He has more rebounds than a lot of... Than a lot of dudes have points. Yeah. (laughs) He has more more rebounds than Mitch Richmond has points. Than T-Mac has points. Than Alonzo Mourning has points. That is insane. You want to know who the closest active person is? For what? For rebounds. Who? Dwight Howard. Wow. You want to guess how many? How many? 13,184. You need 10,000 more rebounds. Actually, you need more than that. You need like 10,000. You need 11,000 more rebounds, essentially. He won't be achieving that milestone. I do not think so in the next. What, what do you think? What does he think his shelf life is? Three to four years, maybe? Yeah. I don't think he's going to get 11,000 rebounds in four years. That would be insane. Do you know who the next Man, closest... I did not know John Havlicek scored 26,395 points. Yeah, dude, that dude didn't fuck around, man. 
All right, we got to ask. We didn't even delve into our topic yet. No, we haven't. We were sorry about that, everybody. But go ahead and take it away, Derek. Because we're oh, talking man. about today. All right, we're kind of don't even want to bring up, but I mean, because everybody's been talking about it to death, and I'm That's tired fair. of it, especially me being an Oakland fan. But Oakland fan fandom aside, like, but the people, our listeners, want to know, Derek, what we think of this topic. If you're listening, that's the post. That's true. Antonio Brown, NFL. We're going to come at it from a different angle, though, because I'm sure if you pay attention to sports, you already know what's up. If you don't, this player was a receiver for for the Steelers. He's basically on Hall of Fame pacing in terms of his, his stats. Yeah. Yeah, he, that guy's awesome. He caused the ruckus in Pittsburgh, so they dealt him to Oakland for, I think, what, a third round and fifth round pick. Yep. Um, as soon as he got to Oakland, he got frostbite on his feet, like, I think within two weeks of being there. So he wasn't practicing. Um, during that time, uh, Oakland expressed their support for him and being by his side and understanding that it's an issue. Next thing you know, NFL made a helmet change. He filed a grievance against that, and um, it got turned down. He lost it. Then he filed a second grievance, and then he lost that. Um. He skipped a he skipped a walkthrough at Oakland, got fined, got mad about that, alluded to wanting to retire, but then I think he skipped the practice next, and then was getting mad about the fine. Yep, threatened the GM. Threatened the GM, yeah, to his face. He got bad, and then he, I guess, got. I mean, before that too, he also posted a fine on Instagram. Which is kind of like a, not a professional gesture. And um, I think eventually uh, he came back to apologize about that. And they were going to still let him play, surprisingly, considering Gruden's like a no-nonsense coach. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, when he got another fine, he got mad because he thought after an apology, I guess everything should be good. Why is he getting fined again after he apologized, I suppose? It's not how it works. No, nah, it's really not. And I mean, then, as much as I'd love for it to work that way, it doesn't work that way. And he has to be released. He got released, and Patriots scooped him up within 24 hours. And now he's a Patriot. And since he's been a Patriot, he's had some rape allegations come up against him from a former trainer of his. And him and his um, agent, Drew Rosenhaus, I believe, uh, they've come out. And he's Drew Rosenhaus has come out on behalf of Antonio, saying that they're not true. And he's confident that um, he's being falsely accused. And... And also he's trying to clear his name. He's trying to work towards, um, he's trying to take um, steps to make sure this doesn't happen to other players as well. And uh, that's about where we're at with it. I think I read a headline today that he practiced with um, the Patriots today. Yep, he did, wearing the number one. Yeah. So, oh, if you guys haven't guessed, it's Antonio Brown. Yep. Nobody knew. I think I said that, though. No, I, you didn't. You didn't say it was Antonio Brown? I thought I said, I didn't say at least AB, uh-uh. Dan Brown. Are no, you sure? Yeah, because you were just like, he was traded from the Steelers to the, like, we were playing a guessing game. And I was going to say, ooh, Martavius Bryant. But nah, it wasn't Martavius Bryant. I could have sworn I said we're talking about Antonio Brown. I mean, at the end of the but, day, you very well might have, but I don't, I don't recall you saying that. Okay. So I think he might have, like, CTE or mental illness. Absolutely. It's, um, it shouldn't be hard to tell. How, um, I mean, the fact that he's an adult, he's a professional athlete, he doesn't really grasp the concept of repercussions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's consequences for your actions. Like, that's, yeah. uh, that's, that's really wild. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, just trying to be objective, I'm sure there's things we don't know, but the way Gruden has publicly come out, supported him, it sounded like to me that 
Oakland tried to put up with this crap because it's such a yeah. great talent. Well, it sounds like they didn't get the person they thought they were going to get, right? Like they got, like they were expecting this AB, and then suddenly this whole new person came in. And as I've expressed to you in the past week, what changed? Like, who is the, has this AB always been here and he just hasn't shown this AB? Is this a new AB that nobody's ever seen before? And it's just somebody who's had some issues with authority now all of a sudden and doesn't only wants to be where he wants to be. I mean, to, to, for lack of a better word, has he become the prima donna NFL player that everybody thinks NFL players are? Like, what, what changed in him? You know what I mean? Like, that's where my questions lie. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, we'll we'll see what, what goes on with that man. Um, so yeah, we yeah, just had to discuss and talk about it. Um, you know, with Oakland beating Denver, because you know, if you've been listening to our podcast, I'm from Virginia, been an Oakland fan since uh, Bo Jackson plays last couple of seasons. So that's why I like Oakland, and uh, of course, I was glad to see the Broncos lose. Whoop whoop! Take that L, Denver. <laughs> so um, so yeah, I thought like Oakland, like I don't. Just being objective, but still a fan. I don't see them making the playoffs. But if they do, like, who knows? They could be a wild card. Who knows? But that's what I mean. I don't think you're winning that division of Kansas City in it. But yeah. I think you could absolutely yeah. become a wild card, like ten yeah. and six. Yeah, I think you guys could hit ten and six. It's um, that's like I said, it's gonna be hard to do. But um, yeah, we'll see. Um, were you impressed with anybody? Um, Lamar Jackson. Were you impressed, with Lamar? I was extremely Texas. impressed by Lamar. I mean, my thing is you went against Miami. Yeah. I, I struggle with that because although it's a professional football team and you did whoop them, right. it is Miami. They are clearly trying to tank or whatever they're trying to do. Is that like... That team's terrible. Do we want to talk about... I hate switching sports when you guys, but when, when Kobe dropped the 80, but it was like on the Suns? Kind of. I think so. Like, it's a still a cool achievement. Dude threw for like 400 yards and five touchdowns. That's awesome. But I know it's also a good debate. But Devin Booker dropping was the 71. On 71. The, on the yeah. playoff bound Celtics. Yeah. Like, that's a huge thing to talk about. Nobody talked about. No, nobody does. Like, nobody cared because it's for the, because he plays for the Suns. Yeah. If he played for Golden State or he played for the Nets, he played for somewhere where it was a big market and people cared about basketball. Yeah. Huge topic. The Dallas Mavericks, Dallas wouldn't stop talking about that. Are you crazy? Like, if that right. happened, if Luca did that, right. all hell break loose. But anyways, I you know, I was super impressed with uh, Josh Jacobs, actually, and his running. I mean, oh, I, know yeah. you, I, I just think he saw holes. He was able to capitalize. He was had a good second burst of speed. He was tough. He got hit and kept going. He moved. I was super impressed by that. Um, something else that I was impressed with was Gruden's play calling. Oh yeah, your those quick step drops to avoid Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. Those quick, you know, reads those fast movements, and obviously that plays into Derek Carr as well, right? He's the one doing it. But I was I was super impressed with that, and that's I mean that was pretty much all that I was impressed with with uh, that Denver Oakland game. But as for the whole weekend, I was very impressed by um, I was very impressed that the Steelers didn't score more. I think Dude. that they lived up to what everybody said with losing Le'Veon and Antonio. This is Ben's last season. No, no, he signed a two. He signed a two-year, thirty-six million dollar guaranteed oh, deal. Yeah. It can't be his last. Like you know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't just throw away eighteen mil. You know, you already threw away like fourteen on Antonio Brown. You can't throw away another eighteen. Right. You know what I mean? But I, I think he's. I think his story is coming to an end. I think they need Mason Rudolph to to get his poop in a group. Just start you know getting I mean? some reps like in, and yeah, like yeah. like we need you to to be who we think you can be. And who everybody said you could be, 
And I just, I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's going to, I think. I, I, I just don't know. I mean, I don't know how many franchise quarterbacks a team gets. You know what I mean? Like you got, you went from Terry Bradshaw. I have no idea who you had in the 80s and 90s. So I guess maybe that was your gross period. Right. To Ben Roethlisberger. Like those are, those are two Hall of Fame quarterbacks in like a 30-year time span. Yeah. So that both played for like 15 years. You know what I mean? Like it's. I guess maybe like a 40-year time span and both played for 15 years. So like 10 of those years, you didn't have anybody. Right. You know what I mean? So And I, it was, it's probably longer than that, realistically. You figure, I think Bradshaw was done playing by like 84 or whatever. Yeah. So they didn't draft Big Ben until like 2004, let's just say. So that's 20 years. He didn't really start until like 2006, I want to say. So was that 22 years roughly in between them? Yeah. But from, let's just say, I, again, I don't know exactly how many years Bradshaw played. But let's assume he played for 10 years, right? I'm sure he probably played longer. But you figure in 74 to 84, then 22 years of nothing, and then 13, 14 years of Big Ben, which has been quality. They've won one or two Super Bowls, I think. Right. So it's, you know, I don't know. What do I know at the end of the day? I mean, look at me. I'm sitting here in a podcast in a college talking um, to you about sports. Uh, last sports topic, Team USA. How do you, how do you feel about them losing? It is USA, but it wasn't USA's best, which I thought was it. I didn't want to be like, I didn't want to be an ass, but when Rudy Gobert made that comment, like, this was a dream of mine since I was a kid to, like, you know, play for friends to beat Team USA. But it's like, it's Team USA, but it's like, like, this is kind of on par, and this sounds messed up for me, too, even though I'm glad the Raptors pulled it off, but them pulling it off with Katie and Thompson out. Yeah, that's fair. More importantly, though, no shade to KD, but with Thompson out in that game in particular. Yeah, that's fair. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like oh, I got you. people are like, yo, okay, Toronto got the championship. Good for Toronto. Like, the win's a win, but it's like. You didn't beat the team at their full strength. Right, right. right. And that's like. It'd be like, it'd be like, well, it'd be like Golden State beating up the Cavs with pretty much just LeBron on it. Yeah. Like, did you, I mean, yes, you beat LeBron. You beat somebody who people argue for the GOAT status, and you beat a Hall of Famer and you beat but did you like, you know that team was full of but then you made sure you got Kitty so you can make sure you can like overpower just Correct. more firepower yeah right. more, more firepower yeah, than absolutely <laughs> right I mean you know but but that can be said to, to your point I won't take up too much of your time because I'm sure you have some other opinions on Team USA but I mean that can be said for any any sport right where you're like well did you though you know it's the same thing with like Hakeem winning those two those two back-to-back championships. Well, once Jordan, Jordan came back, that stopped. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's did, do, do those really count? How do we factor that into not having to play Jordan? You know, just that kind of stuff. I mean, obviously, the Rockets won them. They won both of them. They, they deserved it. You did it. You played 82 games. You won. Well, well, I think they did three out of five back then for two of the rounds, and then two sevens and sevens, I think, is what it was. But, you know, you did it. You, what you I think it. is interesting about, like, Yeah, I think just the will. I don't know. I don't want to see this team. You said team didn't have the will to win, but no, it didn't. You, you don't think it did? Mm-mm. No. Look who was on that team, and then Tatum was out, and it's yeah, Kuzma was out too. Kuzma was out, and I, Kuzma and Tatum would have made it a lot more interesting. Though. Absolutely. I mean, who did they really have at the end of the day? You had Kimball Walker, who's but the Frank dude from New York, Gobert. Who's that other NBA player they have? Boris Diaw. They used to have. Him. They used to have Diaw, but yeah, 
But yeah, um, and then Serbia. Well, that was Jokic and them, right? Yeah, Jokic and uh, there's a point guard. Bogdanovic. Oh, Bogdanovic. That's yeah. right. And then the other Bogdanovic yeah. is on that team too. Or Dogdanovic. Do- however you say his name. Yeah, Bogdanovic. is like Boban and Bohan, I think. Yeah, well, yeah, Bohan, Bogdanovic, and then Boban, Mar- Boban Mar- yeah. Marjovanovic, or however you say it. The big is tall he Serbian dude. also? The big tall dude. Is I he's- think so. Okay. He's either Serbian or Russian, but, okay. you know, it's, it's the same over there. He was in John Wick 3. <clears throat> he was in John Wick 3, yeah. He was. Um, I, Like I said, it, it wasn't bad. I, I don't even know if, like, half that... I don't even know 80% of that team makes the official roster for the Olympics. No, they do not. And I can see Popovich feeling some kind of way, like, um, what was that, Corangelo? Cornella? Yeah, yeah, Colangelo, yeah. So I like, saw, I'll remember the guys who dropped out. Like, Get out of here. If KD wanted to join your team right now, you know what you'd say? Okay. Like, in the drop of a hat, you don't, you don't say, no, thanks. I took that as, I remember the guys that dropped out, that sign on the play, then stopped playing, like the bag leads into Devin Booker. Or Devin Booker never even attempted to play. Uh, or C.J. McCollum. Or C.J. McCollum, yeah. He also didn't attempt to play. Yeah. He signed on and then was like, no, nah, never mind, I'm going to pull. But the guys Same with Eric Gordon. that dropped out, like De'Aaron Fox and like Bagley. Yeah. Like, those are pretty good names. Again, like they could have helped Team USA out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but but for, for Colangelo... If you're really going to say, like, I'm going to remember them come 2020, I like De'Aaron Fox and I like Marvin Bagley, but they wouldn't have made the roster anyways. Where's the Olympics at next year? To uh, Japan. Oh, I wish I could go to that. Well, you can. Buy a ticket. Yeah, I mean, like, I wish I could, like... I'm just saying. Not have any financial strain. Just tell Carlita to pick up another job or something, man. Be like, uh, honey, I, I, got, I got aspirations of dreams. I would never... You're a good person But yeah I mean you know what I mean Like I don't think De'Aaron Fox and Marvin Bagley Would have made the 2020 team anyways Unless like De'Aaron Fox Takes an incredible step here I think He could play on the next one In 2024 I'd believe that But not in 2020 I mean it's pretty much Already written Who's gonna be in there You're guaranteed for LeBron Mm -hmm. You're guaranteed for uh, Russ and Harden You're Mm -hmm. guaranteed for um, Steph and Katie And Kyrie And I guess the issue maybe is big men, so maybe Bagley would have a chance, but I would assume that you would have, you know, somebody like, um, I don't know, Clint Capella would probably go, Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Like right there, there's your team. Mm-hmm. I think I just spit out 12 dudes. Like I didn't even mention De'Aaron Fox or Devin Booker or C.J. McCollum, or I'd take Dame over C.J. McCollum. I wonder if some guys are, I wonder if Olympics loss is important at all to some players. It doesn't mean as it's much. It's important to Melo, but no, I don't think it's important to anybody else. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I mean, I just don't think it is. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a great opportunity to to show who you are and, and to represent your country, but what does it matter? Like, it's not like, oh, this dictates who the world power is or this dictates who gets money from the, you know, centralized government or something. Like, it doesn't matter. This isn't the Hunger Games. All right. You know what I mean? Like, it's... So I, I think people do it to go to different places, to see different stuff, to represent their country, to see their friends, to, to you know, try to beat Team USA. But I think that's the goal is to try to beat Team USA. It's never like win the whole damn thing because you right. don't really get that opportunity. That's true. Yep. I mean, it was unfortunate, but uh, I, knowing that we didn't have our best out there, I can tell you that I didn't really care too much. Yeah. You know, but... Uh, no, I mean, and again, why would you? Like, it, what is, it, it doesn't matter. It speaks it volumes. To, yeah, it speaks volumes to like the the difference of talent too. Oh like, yeah, the disparity. You yeah. know, 
Yeah, indifference. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like an Anthony Davis versus a Miles Turner. Yeah. You know? No, most definitely. Or a, or a LeBron versus a Jason Tatum. Or a, yeah. you know what I mean? Like a yeah. a Kyrie versus a Kimball Walker. Right. Like what that difference really is. Right. Devin Booker as opposed to Joe Harris, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> CJ McCollum to Joe Harris. Like it's Jimmy Butler to Joe Harris. Literally anybody over Joe Harris. I mean, Joe Harris hey, some great bench player. Would have been great on Team USA on the bench. I think Absolutely. He, I think drill his potential, if he reached his potential, he could be he could be comparable to like a Steve Kerr. I'd give you that. Yeah, absolutely. But that's not. Or like, the Barry brothers. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. That's so, fair. <laughs> some solid, solid, solid sharpshooters giving you, thir- solid sharpshooters giving you 13 to 17 a game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and that's not bad necessarily. No. You know what I mean? Like that's not a bad thing to be known for. But it's, it's reliable, nothing. consistent over a long period of time. Yeah, but it's not Hall of Fame worthy, buddy. Okay, I was gonna say potentially Hall of Fame. Not Hall of Famer. Right? No, okay. I mean, and he, I, I don't think Joe Harris makes the Olympics team next year. No. Did you hear the list of guys I named off? You don't put Joe Harris in there. No. Why would Joe Harris make the Olympics team? Maybe you can make the next FIBA team right. when Maybe. we do this yeah, again. You probably just wanted that experience. But yeah, I, I mean, I would too. If they were like, hey, Tristan, you want to come on the FIBA World Cup team? I'd be like, yeah, I'm not doing anything else. I play in Brooklyn now behind KD. I was a starter, yeah. but KD got signed, so I now play behind him. So, But yeah, I would love to. <laughs> It's going to be interesting seeing that Brooklyn team when Katie comes back, especially Lavert can come back from his injury, like yeah. take it for him, take it shit the way he was. Absolutely. Well, assuming he does, right? A lot of people yeah. who get hurt aren't the same for a couple of years. You know what I mean? Like it takes a year or two to get to feel comfortable on your on your legs again. Like Gordon Hayward. Like Gordon Hayward. Like Paul George. He was the yeah. same way. Paul George went from doing like twenty five to twenty six a game to like eighteen or whatever because he just wasn't attacking the basket the same. But he's coming back though. Like Paul George, yeah, yeah, like he, oh, he yeah. came back. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. This last year yeah. and yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. That's why Kawhi recruited him. That's why Kawhi wanted him. You know what I mean? But man, they both could have been in Indiana. We'll, we'll say that for another day. They both could have been in Indiana. Yeah. I, but then the same question goes: Would Kawhi be Kawhi if he hadn't gone to San Antonio? Would Would the lessons that Pop instilled in him? Still be who still make him who he is, because if you only came out of San Diego State, I'm not saying you're not good or that you can't be a great, but I feel that it takes some sort of coaching, and then your drive to succeed and some molding oh, yeah. to make Kawhi Kawhi. Yeah, that's why Phil Jackson gets credit for being a good coach, despite he coached yeah. Kobe and Jordan. He also coached two guys that had a a drive to succeed that's unparalleled. So unparalleled. A lot of people would say. Yeah, I no, I wholeheartedly agree with that. All right, all right. To close out the last topic, man, Popeyes is doing a bring your own bun. You pull up, bring your bread. They're gonna give you a couple of tenders for you to make a sandwich out of it. Is this genius marketing, or is this just like the stupidest thing you ever heard of? Like, how do you feel about this? Because I think this is kind of like I was gonna, I was gonna ask you what you I think. think yeah. Hey, like I think strategy wise, it's cool to keep the conversation on you. And it's a very interesting little ploy as far as like a deal. And I think they're taking customer interaction to like a whole new like level. Like getting getting your customers to bring something to the table and getting people to actually play into that. Like I think that's very interesting. And I think while some people could say like it might be tacky for a drive through, but like let's not ever front or pretend like none of us ever heated up some freaking Tyson chicken tenders. 
took some of that Wonder Bread, threw it in the toaster, <laughs> and made a little, no, absolutely, made a little, little chicken little, sandwich. Exactly. Yeah, I get you. Popeyes having the the bomb chicken that it has, like, hey, yeah, you still get to have their chicken, but you get to <laughs> partake. In a, in a way that reminds you, humble times will taste so much better. Humble times, <laughs> than, than amazing. Hum, than those humble times. <laughs> no, how do, absolutely. How do you feel about this? I have, I, you know, when you told me that before we started recording tonight, I was like, bring your own butt. So you just like roll up and it's like, hey, put, I put, mean, it, put you, it on. You, or, right you ordered that here. option and you informed them. I imagine you informed them like you'd inform them of any other combo or whatever. Well, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, you'd be like, hey, and can I get a number you, seven? And they're like, there, you realize and, this is the bring yeah, your own bun selection. Yeah, yeah I got and them. And then I imagine they... They're going to save so much money on buns. I don't know if they hand you or you get the hand in the bread for them to put it on there or if they just give it to you in like its own packaging and you apply it to your bread yourself. Maybe. But, I mean, they may just give it to you in the box, yeah. you know, with like your side yeah. that you ordered or whatever, and then you take it out put it on the bun. Right. But, but either way, that's pretty tight. And that honestly, cool. you know what that is, basically? That's basically the tenders that you and I always get, but they're just telling you, they encourage you to, hey, bring bread next time. Yeah, that's it. I do wonder, though, if they'll <laughs> give you like a discount. It might be a little bit cheaper. That's than, what I'm saying. Like, you know, I mean, if it is, that makes sense. Because really, I'd order that, and then I'd just be like, yeah, I got my own bread, sure. And then i just take the deal. Right. You know what I mean? If you really right. wanted to play the system a little bit. Let's say it's like $2 cheaper or whatever. But what if it's like only like two tenders and like significantly smaller, like cut different? Which could be a thing. It sounded it's like I, it felt like I got some pieces. So ladies and gentlemen listening, I just got some Popeyes, and I got like four pieces. Did you order the five? No, I ordered the three. Hey, you got an extra piece. But they were all like significantly small though. So I guess I was thinking also, I guess these amount to like three, three four maybe tenders. like two and a half on the sly. I don't know how I felt about that. But then I thought I was like, I wonder if this is like the same bring your own bun tenders and it's got lazy and it's giving me like that style of tenders to post like the regular ones. They might have. I guess I'd never thought about that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, typically no, the tenders are like Kawhi's index finger. Yeah, that's true. That's very long. And crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's how they typically are. But. No, very true. But if you, I guess you, you don't like th- thumbs, you know what I mean? That's what I got. I got four yeah. thumbs, I felt got like. Four th- <laughs> three thumbs and a pinky. I'm like, I don't know about this. I'm still thankful. I'm still feel blessed. I'm still happy to have partake in this. But You're, st- you're still had, happy that we live in a country where you yeah, can still eat Popeyes? Yeah. I've had better experiences, all I'm saying. Better. I've, I've had better Popeyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Popeyes. Step the game. I love. I do love how the past might, like three episodes we've plugged Popeyes hardcore. I, was say, I might start like a troll account and just hardcore. like take nothing but pictures on my Twitter feed of just my Popeyes experiences and just put the address of the Popeyes I went through. And every time I travel for an art show, I might just hit the local Popeyes, just drop the zip code. Like, hey, absolutely, good job. Like, like, hey, just, those, those are four Kawhis yeah, right it's there. Like, I'd name the cross street too, and <laughs> just like yeah. <laughs> Cross Street Jefferson at first, they give you Kawhis, all right? They give you Kawhis. Yep. That's amazing. No thumbs at this establishment. Yeah, these like spud web pinkies right here. (laughs) (laughs) Three spud web pinkies they just gave me. (laughs) These are the spud webs of chicken tenders, man. These are the smallest tenders I've ever seen, but they got hops. Get into my mouth. Exactly. (laughs) That's amazing. I mean, but I think back to Back to the bring Derek is like laughing maniacally over here. At I think at the at the fact of of like the bring your own bun thing. Does that mean like McDonald's is going to cook up some patties and be like, hey, bring your own buns next time? <laughs> that, like that's the thing though. You know what I mean? Or like when Wendy's he, is like, we made you the two two square patties and we made you some bacon. Now you bring the mayonnaise and you bring the lettuce and you bring the tomatoes. Style, and make a damn sandwich. 
getting culinary with it. I think stylistically, the tenders just work better than a pat anything that with a patty would. No, that's fair. You know, just. Although, again, going back to humble times, I'm pretty sure people have had hamburger patties on Wonder Bread. I have. Yeah. I have, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But then again, that's like what just a patty... cut off the corners. It's like what a patty melt is, basically, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's essentially what it is. Yeah. Dude, no, this podcast episode went by fast. Yeah, dude. That's because we were talking about such great topics, man. Well, yeah. Great topics. Very eventful week. But yeah, man. Um, talking about Popeye somehow. I mean... It, our appreciation appreciation for Popeyes aside, like they've been trending. They have well with those chickens. Like, they ran out of chicken patties or whatever. If I had to like take a time capsule and put like fifteen items in that time capsule to encompass what two thousand nineteen was, like I'd probably put like a picture of like the Popeyes chicken sandwich in that capsule. It's caused it's hysteria. Yeah, it's caused violence. It's true. It's caused a lot of people to talk about it. Well, it's caused like a lot of businesses to rethink what they offer. CNN like, made it like the. F- primary thing on its um screen and put hurricane dorian in the bottom right corner really jesus yeah, yeah. man that chicken sandwich you're gonna have to try it and tell me how it is clickbait that thing has analytics to be lit, dude. Stats. that is yeah that is like clickbait it to gener- the max. It generated that so yeah it is that's crazy but well ladies and gentlemen we are approaching the 50 minute mark so after some editing and wonderfulness it'll be probably about 55 minutes after you know intro music outro you know just that kind of stuff so uh, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next week at some point in time, probably Sunday night if that works for you, because I yeah, should yeah. be back in town by then. Uh, but other than that, as always, thank you so very much for joining us. Please tell your friends, tell your family, tell whoever, doesn't matter. Um, if we're on iTunes, please like and uh, write a review, five-star review. You can tell us whatever you want. You can be like, man, Tristan's a dumbass for thinking Mitch Richmond can't be in the hall or Man, I don't understand why these guys like Popeyes so much. Or whatever you want to say. We will make fun of you if you say the Popeyes thing, though, because that plays a dank. But, or if you said this team USA team was the greatest. Yeah, if you want to say some dumb stuff like that, we will respond to you. But um, anyways, as always, thank you all so very much for joining us. Again, I am Tristan Reyes. And this is Derek Simon. And this has been Ordinary Average Podcast. You all have a wonderful weekend. Peace. A, a wonderful time. And I don't know. That's it. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, 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 bum.